What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. You're, it's Marcus or Pink. What's good? What's good? What's good? What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. And today we have a special guest joining us. We got Ryan. How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? I, my bad. I wasn't queued up. <laughs> it's all G. It's all, all G. All so, Ryan, you have a product called the Striker, which is a dock, right? I'm very interested to hear about what you have to say to the dock. I've been following the dock for some time now. I know you've been working on it for quite a bit. So why don't you tell us more about the Striker? Yeah, so I've got it right here. Um, Ooh, you know, flesh. you guys may recognize that blue slide from the old SNES. And of course, now I can't make it work properly. Um, so this thing came about because we did a Super Smash Brothers tournament over the summer. It was like a $10,000 uh, just random tournament, kind of for fun. Uh, and I was getting super frustrated at the Nintendo Switch dock because all the stuff that I kept having to provide for like 22 setups, it was driving me crazy. So I started asking around, I'm like, there's got to be a dock. You're telling me Nintendo took the ports away and didn't sell that as an accessory. And of course, it was like the same exact adapter as the old um, the old Wii U one for uh, which which version of Smash was that? I can't. It wasn't it was just Smash Wii U. Smash Wii U. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I hated that adapter. So I took a bunch of stuff apart because I own a video game store and I kind of like crammed it all together in one like 3D printed housing. It worked okay. I made it work with a with a little mobile app that tied into StartGG. Hmm. Uh, it was super complex and uh, no one liked it. So we kind of threw it all out and started over again. Uh, tapped the guys over at AITX got their engineering team involved, um, paid a pretty penny for that. And this was the result. So um, a lot of people have asked, I don't know if you guys can see it, there is a channel there that handles the airflow for the switch. Um, again, four GameCube ports, two USB, and then additional uh, USB in the back and three HDMI. Um, one quick thing to note on this, they are USB 3.0. The switch can only support 2.0, but we were worried about a switch pro. So it's Kind of future-proofed. Nice, nice. And uh, three HDMI is very innovative as well. So you can just split them into multiple monitors. Yeah, you can do two monitors in a stream, three monitors. Um, they are for 60 hertz. Uh, anything higher would have kind of been overkill. Again, uh, I use them at our video game store all the time. We have a bunch of kids that like to do tournaments. So we have these two like 55s up in the front that's tied to a streaming machine just for that. Um, so this was kind of a passion project. We, we didn't even really think the community was going to kind of be this excited about it. I more built it for, you know, for me and my tournaments. And then I kept getting different TOs reaching out and going, please sell us this, like that, you know, this will really help out. So from that came something called verified TL. Um, what we're doing with that is if you reach out to us and say, Hey, these are the past tournaments we've done, we'll give you a discount for buying in bulk. Um, we're still wow. working on the pricing on that. One of the other things that you'll get is um, you guys may have seen it with like the old AITX esports logo with like an acrylic plate. We're going to do acrylic plates for teams, again, for TOs. You know, branding's important. Um, obviously, I have an esports background. Uh, that industry is changing heavily. You can't sell everybody t shirts. So at some point, you got to come up with a new product. Right. Um, and we're, we're kind of hoping it's this more t shirts and sweaters. More t shirts and sweaters. Everyone can only have so much, right? So. 
Yeah, I think this is a, an amazing product, especially for TOs. I mean, the, the HDMI splitter built right in is amazing. I used to do a bit of TOing back in the 2GG days, so I can uh, I definitely understand all the stress that comes with dealing with having multiple pieces of equipment, having to kind of clutter them all together. This just feels like an all-in-one kind of device for the Switch. Yeah, and, and to be honest, that's kind of what we were going for. Um, you can use Nintendo's uh, little... USB-C charger on it. If you do that, the front uh, USBs don't give you charging. The, the brick's just not powerful enough for that. But if we sell a certain number of them that will be in the pre-order announcement, we're just going to include a better charging brick in the box. Um, this switch has been made with a voltage regulator so that it'll match Nintendo's non-standard power. So you don't have to worry about your switch bricking. Um, and then again, the biggest thing for us was just trying to make it as easy as possible for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah, this is fantastic. This is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, so where can, uh, if anyone's interested in this, where can they contact you? Or I know um, at Gaming Edge LLC is the Twitter account if you guys want to go ahead and follow that for any updates. But any anything else, Ryan, if anyone wants to keep up? or So like GamingEdge.gg is our website. Uh, you can sign up for pre-order notifications there. Pre-orders should be going live this weekend. Um, I'm targeting Friday. It really just depends on, on what comes back. Um, and again, we built this for the community and for TOs. We want to hear your feedback. If there's anything you guys see that you're concerned about, let us know. We'll, you know, we try to be pretty active on Twitter about um, addressing it. And you know, if it's something that you want to see in a later revision, just let us know. Yeah, and make sure you guys let us know in the comments below if you guys think this product is interesting and make sure to check out all the socials. But Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show and letting us know about your product, man. Yeah, man, seriously, thank you for having me. All right, guys, we got one more guest to bring on. But before we get into that, I just want to shout out our Patreon. If you guys love our content, make sure to check out our Patreon. We do bonus episodes, but we're actually transitioning next month into doing bonus segments. It's going to be the same amount of content, but essentially spread out week to week. So... Just going to be better all workflow and more content for you guys overall. But our special guest for today is our good friend and is a massive gamer, Max Ketchum. How you doing, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? Super happy to be here, man. Some of my longest time friends in the scene, especially Marcus, who I've known for literally half of my life. But uh, Tweak and Chuck, of course, you know, we met like as soon as we could, right? Yeah. 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 I remember you came down for a Hawaii event, like one of the first Smash 4 Hawaii events a while back. Man, that had to have been like 2016. I think it was 2015. It was the same weekend as Big House 5, the one, uh, you know, the one with the big upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and that was a really good time. So that was really fun. We got to hang out in Hawaii for a while. So good times, man. Good times. And man, that's been a while ago. That's like eight years now. Holy moly. <laughs> I know, man. I can't believe it. Wait, I really? Max team for so fucking more long. than half your life. probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> what Max said to Marcus, I should probably say to Max. Yeah, uh, that's crazy, man. Max swiftly defeated me in a Smash 4 tournament. <laughs> swiftly <laughs> it was all skill and fundamentals bro when i uh you know downered you at 20 percent also i see we, oh sorry did the junior ahead. did the junior get sauced <laughs> Dang. Did, but he got me back the next time we played oh okay oh, wow that's pretty quick yeah you did at um at my invitational the final smash attack so we we go to the grave one one in sets <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we played again oh, no. yeah we did and you kind of cooked me 
Dang, you hit him with the reality check. That might be my only Captain Falcon loss ever in tournament. Wow. Damn. Yo, I'm goaded. <laughs> what? <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, you don't really lose the Falcon. I can't remember, <laughs> at least. You never well, lost a fatality, ever? Holy shit. <laughs> That's pretty well, impressive. I mean, it's it's very clear who the best Falcon is then, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I also <laughs> did famously defeat Fatality in a $100 money match at Evo. Oh, I remember that. I was there. Yep. That was, was, was that 2015 or 16? No, 2015. That was just a couple months before I went to Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. I also almost beat Void there. And then I, I, I like, want to bring it up. I don't want to. Yeah, I'll bring it up. All right. It was uh, one of the best almost accomplishments of my life, man. <laughs> I was about to 2 him and I. Like was twitching because I was so cold and like didn't sleep, and also somebody stole my controller, so I jumped <laughs> off the stage, or like I jumped from from near center stage on Smashville and did a reverse side B with Falcon and killed myself at ten, and then he got me game three. No, you got stretchered game three. Game three, I got stretchered. Yeah, well, let's say he he got me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm very surprised you didn't bring up like you you brought up other stuff, but you didn't bring up the stretcher. <laughs> the stretcher. Yeah, well, you know, know the stage, yeah. right? And I guess and, I kind of picked it. And then you. I remember for the rest of Smash Four, you were like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta ban Town and City." And I, I would, I would just think, like, "Dude, is it the set with Void? Is that is that why I want to ban Town and City?" That was a piece of the puzzle for sure. That was part of it, but no, uh, no, nah, nah, not not the only reason. I just don't like stages that can kill you. That is fair. Yeah. That is fair. It is a, a dynamic stage. One of my favorite things, like um, this, this really applies to like Max and Charles. Um, like just smash casters. The reason I love listening to y'all commentate and and whatnot is just you can see how much y'all love Smash, just anything Smash related. And it just shows when y'all talk about the game or commentating a set and like that's really like all you need to like get the, the ball rolling when it comes to something like that. Like like even just just now, we've been here for like five minutes and it's just so fun to just talk about like all the all the smash experiences we've had and like like for, with me and max like me and max will talk about like probably like me brawlers sword or me brawlers like frame data and it would probably last like an hour and it end, end up being fun <laughs> or something like we i feel like i like talking about smash in those weird like tunnel vision specific ways and like that's why like having you two around specifically is like such a blast yeah thanks man we're some fucking nerds you know it's no yeah. secret right <laughs> that, that's the simple explanation for what i just said <laughs> i think casters that also put their all in competing for a long time it also really shows yeah. uh and I'm, this is no way am, am i like taking shots at the newer commentators and stuff but there is something special about someone that has gone through the previous games and literally put everything into it as a competitor with whether they're successful or not, and you know, maybe they have some handful of success here and there, but maybe they didn't necessarily become like a top five or top 10 player. They were there for the competition and they put everything like I've, I've raged, I've cried over sets, you know, obviously I was a lot younger, but uh, it, it's so, it's so much easier to relate to the competitor and cast and talk about it. Like what, what, gets people frustrated while competing what makes people happy what how the player's thinking what the thought process is for counterpicking all these other things that really you can only get that insider pov if you've put like your heart and soul into competing in the game right and i i think that's something like me max has and like a bunch of other commentators can relate yeah. to a lot of the top commentators have 
at at one point in time competed at one of the Smash titles very seriously, right? I think all of them, right? EE, Kony, TK, TK yep. like y'all, like you, you all have. And it really just shows too. Like yeah. I feel like it makes you want to dive deeper into the game. Like they like they sound like they're having so much fun. Maybe I need to learn me brawlers fucking frame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's yeah, a reason dude. for it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's just a lot of fun listening to y'all cast the game, and it's been like you know multiple titles now, so it's just interesting to. Just, it's been a long road. <laughs> it really has, man. I feel like having that insider perspective, like it kind of powers you up on the mic because you like know what they're thinking and feeling, right? And then being able to put that into words, it definitely does tell that story to the viewer, right? Where it's like. Yeah, like they're they're not just having like a close set with impressive gameplay. Like their lives are on the line, at least in this very moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, um, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, I'm sure casting for y'all after competitive competing, like you access a different part of your Smash brain. You like learn, you know, differently, or you it you know it kind of gives you new strengths and abilities that you wouldn't have had otherwise and that reminds me of when i started doing metify coaching like mm. um it helped me a lot as a person and even a player i think like verbalizing concepts that would otherwise just be in my head or maybe an occasional conversation with like one of you three or something um and it really gave me a new perspective and it at first i didn't want to do it because i like was so rigid in my thought process of like oh i'm a player i'm not a coach i'm not like blah 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 like you know, kind of like scared and like didn't think I could do it and didn't want to waste anyone's time, you know. But the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it and actually thought I was, you know, really good at it. And, you know, like I said, help like verbalizing these things like helped me improve. Like sometimes I'll be saying something. I'm like, oh, like this could apply to myself. And like this advice I'm giving, like maybe I could do this in X or Y situation. I feel like I'm curious, like if that is similar when when y'all started casting and stuff and all the routes that took your smash brain no i would say for sure like teaching is learning which is one of my favorite quotes right um yes so the more you just reiterate even these concepts that you've understood for years and years yeah. it never hurts to have a refresher like one thing especially when i'm actively competing um i always find myself kind of missing how i approach the game at first right like early smash 4 for example I feel like, you know, a year or two down the line, I'm like, wow, I forgot so many of the basics that I feel like made me a good player. And then revisiting that or watching old VODs or something, or even just having like a, a good conversation, like how you've said, we've had so many like multiple hour long conversations about just the most random shit in Smash, but sometimes it takes you back and something just clicks again that you may have forgotten or like it slipped your mind over the years and, and then you can bring that back. Oh yeah, for sure. And one thing that I even try to do nowadays is compete now, even though, you know, I definitely don't put as much time into the game as I did before, but I always want to have the freshest perspective, right? And I've never really played too much tournament with like Fighter Pass 2 meta and stuff. And so, I, I mean, I go out there, I compete when I can in tournaments, you know, competing and commentating. It takes a lot of energy to commentate. That's one thing I feel like a lot of people don't realize. It's very high. It takes just, it just takes a lot of energy and competing also takes a lot of energy. So mixing the two is not too great, but I'll try to go out to locals here and there, MSM zeros here and there, and I'll compete at some of the majors I've competed here and there as well. Um, Collision was a tournament I didn't commentate. I just went to hang out with homies and I competed. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating, 
you know, obviously Fighter Pass 2 has some very overtuned things, uh, probably some of the most overtuned things I've ever seen in the history of Smash Brothers. But even just putting myself out there, just so it, it, I can go through the frustration, I can understand what these players are competing against. And there, there's even times where I, I remember one time I was just walking with Gavin. I looked at him and I'm like, I'm really proud of you, Gavin. Like the shit you have to fight. Like, just for I, showing up, he was saying. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that you do this, I have so much respect because I, I don't mind putting myself out there. I don't mind going 0-2 at a tournament. I think I went 0-2 at Collision. Like, you know, I got fucked up by Robin Ocasio. Like it, it it's whatever to me. It's I, I, I want to experience it and know what I'm talking about. And obviously I study the game a lot, so I'm going to know what I talk about. But it, it's a whole nother thing is if you competed through the game and if you try to compete and understand that even though even ultimate has a bunch of different phases too right so i think that's really really important to go through yeah i yeah. think just as much as uh commentary can help your ability to play playing can help your ability to commentate yeah. oh for sure they definitely go hand in hand coaching is the same way like i'm like in this weird spot where i'm like half player and half coach yeah. half like i don't, I don't know i was thinking on. that while we were talking i was thinking of your your perspective as well um and there are a lot of times where, like, I'm talking to someone, um, doing, like, a Metafy lesson with them, and I, like, explain this, like, concept that seems so simple to me, right? Like, to me, it's just, like, I've been doing this forever, like, and I'm trying to explain it, and, and I'm, like, you get it, right? And they're, like, yeah, I kind of get it. And I'm, like, I don't, I, like, I don't, I don't get it. How can you not get it, right? Like, I, because I've gone through, like, the war of competing and, like, when, like, hey, like, you know, if, if, if this situation's happening, like, you might not want to just, like, blow your, your read that you saved right here. Like, they still got three stocks left. There's two more games left, potentially. Maybe you want to, like, keep doing, like, damage in a different way, right? Like, show them that you, you kind of have an idea, but you might not have, like, the strongest punish for it, right? And they're like, but why would you not just get the most damage you can? And I'm like, <laughs> because, like when you play like you when it when you start playing and you get to those higher levels you like understand why it's important but it's like you have to to play first and i think a lot of times when i'm listening to like the best commentators um and i, I didn't include like vicky or bam either or anything like that and i apologize but um when i'm listening to them like i know for sure that they've gone to war like i'm like y'all have been doing <laughs> battle you you you've been in that moment where it's game five last stock last hit your tournament life is on the line you think you have a read you don't pull the trigger they do the thing you had the read for and you lose and your confidence oh is just God. shot you've been there they i Fuck can tell hurts. they've been there the commentators can express it perfectly because they know how much it hurts they're like oh my like he knew like he positioned himself for it or like, or like, they go for the read and they barely mistime it, and it's like, uh, like, the people who haven't experienced it, they they can't express that emotion. They can't. Like, it's just, it's like, oh man, that really sucks. And it's like, yeah, it does really suck. But when you've been there and you've been like, bro, <laughs> I cannot believe that that you mistimed that. Like, that hurts so much. Like, it's it's completely different when you've been through it. So, I definitely know how it feels to like activate other possible fast brain especially because like i talk to you gavin all the time and i'm like gavin this scenario like you why do you do this and you're like oh because of this and i'm like oh i never thought of that and then you know like it's always it's always like 
growing and learning with Smash. And that's what's so interesting. Like, learn about, like, the game, but you also learn about yourself. And, like, I was saying yesterday how, like, you mentioned on the podcast, what, last week? Or maybe it was a bonus episode. I can't remember which one. But um, that, like, Spargo and Light. Oh, we were talking about Bloom. So I think that was last week. Where, like, Bloom is, like, one of those players with, like, unshakable confidence. And I was like, it's very important to have that. But it doesn't mean that your like entire gameplay needs to be just full confident, full blown. I'm gonna do what's right all the time. And I actually, what's funny is I brought up you, and I was like, Tweak is very confident in like his neutral and his ability to win neutral over and over, and he believes <laughs> that he'll figure things out, and he's okay with not taking risks. The, the the unshakable confident players they don't care to take whatever risk they want like I, you're not I'm gonna right. do anything to me I'm yeah invincible. <laughs> I'm invincible I'm right but Light. you <laughs> yeah. are, like your confidence is very unshakable and you're neutral and that's what keeps you consistent right like and that's fine that's like different ways to approach the game yeah. and I just thought that that was like really interesting that some people like think there's like one way to do things I'm like no like there's so many different ways to play the game and that's yeah. that's really what makes Smash so interesting you know. Yeah, I think like knowing what it feels like to be in that competitor's chair when you're commentating, like it's it's the gap between sympathy and empathy, right? Because mm-hmm. you can see the game, you know, you can understand the game on such a deep level as someone who hasn't done that and hasn't been there themselves. And you can maybe just miss like subtle things and how that would affect the player's mentality and stuff. But I'd really love to see like uh, like EKGs and like neuro scans of players as they play <laughs> and even just like... Um, you know, long term over the course of a, a person's career, like what parts of the brain get activated from different things in Smash, whether it's a tournament set or a conversation with somebody that, you know, you're talking about me brawlers frame data to use that example again. Because um, I think like one of the coolest things about Smash is how many avenues there are, right? Like you don't have to just be a player to show your brilliance in this community. You could be a caster, you could be a TO, you could be an artist, you could even be like a, a modder right? Like somebody who makes like skins or even like gameplay mods and shit like that. So I think there's just so many outlets for your creativity and, and your brain power to shine through in this community. And I'd really love to see like how that all develops over time and kind of like what parts of the brain everyone is thinking with and like what's lighting up on those scans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, Marcus mentioning like how much goes into Smash specifically when it's a best of three or best of five scenario is so interesting. And like storing reads and like, you know, gauging the risk reward and the pacing of the match around that. And like, cause um, that's something I like practice and focus on a lot and try to execute a lot when I play is I actually talked about this on a stream yesterday, like talking about a lot of the psychological things and like, you know, trying to win in a best of three or best of five before they can even realize what's happening. So they have no chance to adapt. Like, like that kind of thing is something I actually rely on pretty heavily. And I actually kind of connected into like, maybe that's why like I get reverse three out or almost get reverse three out a lot. Cause like, you know, you're really trying to gauge like when to do certain things. And like, sometimes you might be a little too quick or something. Like it's so interesting to think about. Cause, cause as a player, like, like I'd be, gimmicking people all the time like like i'd be be hitting people like or i try to hit people with stuff that like i think they've probably never seen before and it's like oh now your stock's gone game's over like too bad like you weren't ready for this random thing like um so it's so interesting that like you know it's not like you can just say like let's keep playing he's like no if if that was the last game that's the last game like 
you got to make right. it back to me somehow in bracket or something. Uh, it, it's like a almost like a macro game, you know, because yeah. obviously Smash, I feel like when you look at Smash on a surface level, it's all micro, right? It's like all inputs. It's all like there's not like a StarCraft sense of thing where there's an economy or like Valorant where there's an economy with guns and all this other stuff, right? It, but to me, the macro in Smash comes with the information war, right? When you're cashing out on certain reads, like Pink was saying, like, oh, maybe this game, you're already down two stocks. Don't use that roll read for (laughs) a stock right now. It it doesn't matter, right? Why are you that that cash out is so inefficient? There's no value to that, right? Save it for the next game. Save it for, you know, game four when you need it to push into game five. Maybe save it for the lead, the first stock of game five, because the matchup you're playing is so reliant on the lead that if you get the lead, you win 80% of the time. Stuff like that, right? So yeah. even in a game where there's no defiant macro game, I feel like there is just because of the information war going on in just fighting games in general, right? Yeah, I think one of the things that people miss when they don't attend live tournaments is that human-to-human meta. Like um, my best friend from high school, Tony. Shout out to Tony if you ever watch this. Uh, um, he's been playing with me for like a couple of years since around the beginning of Ultimate and like he mechanically mentally all that stuff he's very solid but he is just busy right and he doesn't get to go to a lot of tournaments so when he does go i feel like he kind of like performs less than his skill because the players he's running into have more in bracket experience where they're kind of more used to conserving that one read for like a defining moment in the game or something like that and it's something that can only be developed by going and spending that time like no one won their first major for a reason Right. Even if you're as talented as, say, you, Gavin, or like Leo or somebody, you don't just show up and automatically win. You kind of need that field work. Right. Yeah. And what's super interesting is like you even bringing up the fact that that person doesn't go to uh, tournaments that often. And I've I've talked to people who like maybe get to go to locals in like my area, maybe like twice a year or something like that. And they're like, Dude, like if I don't perform well, this is it until the next time I can go six months down the road. And they put so much more pressure on themselves. And like that's a, another thing that you just can't see if you don't sit in the chair yourself. If you're sitting home, you're watching brackets and you haven't been to a single one. And you're like, hey, man, I can't believe this person messed up this input in this last hit scenario and like to make top eight. I can't believe it. And it's like you've never been that nervous in a situation to make top eight thinking like oh i win here it's lit top eight all i have to do is do this one thing correctly the moment you put that thought in your head it's like uh, i just gotta do this one thing and your hands get shaky you know you start you start messing mm-hmm. up like stuff you've practiced two million times and then you press the small red button instead of the gigantic green button right like stuff like that happens a lot because you're literally you're Hands are shaking so much that you go for the button press and it moves over. Like, that's how much your hands shake when you're really fucking nervous. And we've all been there. You know, we've all been there in different scales, obviously, but still just that idea. And one thing I can compare that to, even I wasn't commentating this set, but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is over. When it was main stage grand finals and Spargo is up two stocks to one on Leo. If you look at the player cam, there's this like, there's like this gloss in his eyes like he, he it, it, his face looked like he just in his brain was like i just beat leo i finally won my first major that yep. was the face on the webcam and right when i saw that i was like oh you're so fucked 
Like there's so <laughs> many times I've seen that happen to other players and that's happened to me too. Even like back when I competed a lot in Smash 4, Smash 4 was probably my most active game. And there was so many times where I was like, holy shit, I'm about to beat like a top 20, top 30 MVD. player. Right. I, I was going to beat MVD at Genesis. I was going to beat like Rich Brown at like an MSM. That one, that's not like too big, but at, uh, at Genesis against MVD, he went like Luigi game two and I won game one. And I knew the Luigi matchup because of Dark Musician playing like a pocket Luigi was a good matchup versus Fox. And I was up an entire stock. And I I was in my brain. I was like, holy shit, I just beat MVD. And you know what's crazy? Everyone, all my friends were like, oh, yeah, we think you're going to beat him. Like they told me that because they, they, they were that confident that that's how good I was. So there's like so much other things outside of the game reinforcing my thought process, right? And think about if you're Spargo in that situation, like so much people are like, oh yeah, you're you're like due for your major win. Like, and this is before Spargo won his first major being Summit 4. So, you know, there's so much things racing in his brain. And in that moment, it was just like, yeah, I got this. Like I win, right? And once you think that, it's over. GG's you're gonna throw that I've seen that happen 99% of the time so you know it I, I've I've been there I've seen so much of my friends been there and this is another scenario for uh for Spargo that once I saw that and that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about you need to have experience to understand those moments right and this is exactly that so uh yeah yeah surprise i didn't beat mvd i <laughs> ran off the stage at zero okay for some reason i was like i was like oh i win and usually when you think that guess what is the first thing that you're instinctively going to do oh i win already i need to take the stock right i'm at zero fucking percent with fox and he's at like 100 plus all i need to do is light trap and i win the game eventually back air something will happen right i'm like i should go for a fair footstool and i didn't even like really think that i just was thinking about winning and i just run off the stage and go for a fair I missed because I didn't go for it the entire set. Kind of a justification. Still horrible play. And MVD snaps the ledge. He doesn't even know how to match with Luigi. He literally ledge drops, presses down B, and trades with my Firefox, and I die at zero. Oh, that's brutal, bro. And then I lose last stock game three. And I cried. But yeah, so that, I, I have been there, right? Like all of us have, right? And I, like I said, it, it, there's different scales to it. Obviously, being in grands of a tournament is a whole being in that situation in grand finals of a tournament against the best player in the world is way different than my scenario at Genesis, but it's like different levels of that similar situation, right? That we've all been there for. So. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you lose sight of the forest through the trees or whatever the saying is, right. You start thinking about like the tweet, the pop off the, like, yep. you know, the celebration with your boys, how good mm -hmm. it would look, but it's like, bro, all you got to do is actually just, Focus on the screen in front of you and nothing else. Like living in the present, right? Just like getting the job done. Yeah. It's not over yet. There's so much other things. And this is, by the way, this is when I lived in Hawaii. So I traveled out from Hawaii. I don't have that much resources in terms of like Void already moved out of Hawaii. So I, I like, I was the, currently the best player in Hawaii at the time, but I just don't have that much resources. So a player from Hawaii getting a win like that is fucking insane by the way, because you just, you're not grinding in Tri-State. You're not grinding in SoCal. I don't have that kind of resources. So yeah, it would have been crazy, but you know, it is what it is. And that's, that's the crazy part about tournaments. It's the whole mental aspect is it's like the entire part. It, it feels like 80% of the warfare, right? Because the other part of tournament is just grinding so much to the point where everything's muscle memory. So you don't even have to focus on that. And then you can just focus on the mental. Yeah. I feel like, being in the competitive setting is like a muscle of its own that you have to learn how to 
you know, master and control and work on and stuff. Like I've recently been competing again in HDR and I've entered, you know, a couple tournaments over like the past month and a half or so. But my first few, I definitely felt like that nervousness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, you know, I've been around for a long time. Like how bad would it look or how bad would it feel to lose to this guy or how good would it feel to beat this guy? Stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I've definitely felt like over the next couple weeks and the more brackets I've entered, kind of those nerves calming down again, even though like I've literally been competing in Smash for fucking like almost 16 years. So yep. like it does kind of wear down over time. Like eventually you'll get back into the swing of things, but you do have to put yourself in that environment, practice under pressure, and then it'll start to, you know, come back to you and, and you can conquer that. Hey, Tweak Talk fans, you know what it is. It's sponsorship time, and we're happy to say that today's episode is brought to you by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. Now, personally, I love finding deals when shopping online. It makes me feel savvy and smart with my decisions, especially when the deals are a surprise. There's nothing like feeling a little lucky when shopping online and finding good deals. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you go to checkout, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey does its work and searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Now this year, one of my commitments is to one of my resolutions is to get more into working out. I've been good about the treadmill, but I want to start pumping some weights, right? So I was looking for a new blender, right? I was trying to buy a new blender online. And when I went to go check out, I clicked on my honey widget and I was able to find a deal and actually save 20 bucks on a really nice blender. Now, this was surprising because it's a really high quality blender. Saving 20 bucks on it was super awesome. And I got to thank honey for that one. Now, one last thing. Did you know honey doesn't just work on desktops? It also works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari and your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash tweak. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash tweak. Joinhoney.com slash T-W-E-E-K tweak. It reminds me of what Charles was saying about like just showing up and like how respectable that is. Like when you're playing with someone, like just when you're competing in Smash, like two people, like you know, for lack of a better word, like putting their lives on the line, like and just playing it out, like that's nothing. Like it's beautiful, literally. Like in uh, I was thinking about the that the other day. Like some of these players I've been playing against, it's been across multiple games, like like sometimes like dozens of like big stages across the world like and like that creates like a like a lifelong bond like whether you want it to or not like i have a connection to some of these players that like it's just like spiritual or something you know what mm -hmm. i mean like you just can't there's no other way to create something like that with with someone like just like like marcus was saying like just going to war you know what i mean like like when i see like someone like Leo at a tournament or something. It's like, we don't even have to like say words to each other. Like it's just like a simple like, head yeah. nod, you know? Like, yeah. That's my boy. Like I uh, fought him 3 million times. <laughs> to Dude, to I, the death. <laughs> I still remember there was one moment at shine 2018 where you and Leo were in top eight and I was backstage emceeing. And there was like that whole 
drama with like, you know, the, the safety in the venue and shit. And we were all just kind of waiting, but I'm just laying on the floor. Cause I'm an old ass man with a bad back. And you and Leo were both like standing on opposite sides of me. And you guys were like, you know, kind of having that stare down. We're like, yeah, we're about to play. And like, there's high stakes cause this game's about to end. I forget exactly what it was, but I like, I had asked some provocative question and he was just like, yeah, I'm the best or some shit. And you were like, like, fuck you, Leo, you know, <laughs> it was so good, man. It's priceless moments, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, especially if it's across multiple games or like many, like, like playing in someone many times or like, like multiple years, like it's just, it creates something that just can't be replicated. It's, it's crazy. Like when I, when I, when I see like, you know, even like some of the people that I've only played in ultimate, like Spargo, like this person's like, like he's like a fucking teenager, but it's like, yeah, we, we've just like battled to the death multiple times already. Like at one point we played like a bunch in a very small period of time. And it's like, like it creates this respect, at least for me to those people that like, it's just, there's just nothing else like it. It's a, it's a crazy experience. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of what you were saying, Matt, Max, about how you've been around so long that you've like seen players like improve or change and like, you know, what types of things get certain reactions out of them and stuff like that. And how interesting that is. And like a lot of the way I look at the game revolves around that too. Like, you know, asking myself, myself questions about like, you know, why do I do this? Why do I react this way? Or like studying my opponents, like psychologically, it's just, you know, to give myself an advantage, but also just cause it's, it's interesting. Like competition is just interesting like that. Yeah. yeah. So much psychology is that play. Yeah. And like some of these people, like, you know, literally started competing in smash, like at a super young age and like grew up in the community and became like an adult playing the game. And it's like, it's just time just makes things, even more interesting and i think that's something about melee too it's like this melee has like a lifelong history of like players and gameplay and tier lists and and like technical execution it's like it creates stories just through existing like for so many years yeah it, it's, it's cool when like this the brawl smash 4 ultimate community gets its own versions of that just because we we've, we're starting to get at a point where we've just been around forever We've seen so many different changes, and that's one thing I love about our community as well. I mean, it's very similar to, with Melee. Is just there's so many different generations that feel like they're passing the torch on. You know what yeah. I mean? And even for people like Max, even though we don't compete as much nowadays, we still try to coach players that are part of the next generation, and they pass on that like their viewpoint on Smash. And one of the big reasons why you know Tweak and Void are my two favorite players to watch is because I was a big part of how they learned how to play smash. Right. And it, and it's not just for me, obviously they've learned from a bunch of different people as well, but it, it's kind of like you're getting bits and pieces of everyone's point of view of smash. And then we're also like taking like, I've I've had sessions with Tweak and void being like, Oh, Hey, like remember in brawl, you did this. Like you can kind of apply that same mentality or same ideology ideology to this situation here and do this and remember in smash four you could do this 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 i remember like summit three um when gavin was playing it was kind of just like oh hey dude i i think you need to just tone it down and play more smash four diddy just keep it simple play some smash four diddy sometimes you can have flares of ultimate diddy but like right now you just got to keep it simple and stuff like things like that and keep 
keep on passing the torch of information. And now information so public, people get so good at this game so fast. And I think Max and Max Pink and Tweet can attest to this. How much effort you have to be, or how much effort you have to put into the game to be a top fifty player in Brawl, Smash Four, and now Ultimate, it has scaled a lot. It, it's insane how much effort you have to put in and a big part of it is like twitter and information being more public and on top of that we just have multiple generations of people that have played smash and they're passing down that information via content or coaching and stuff like that so that to me is such a cool concept of just passing on the torch and that's why i always kind of root for the old school players right like they're 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 keeping it going right one of the brawl vets that keep it going and even the players that came up in smash 4 because in to me the smash 4 generation is really special to me because it was the transition from grassroots to esports and on top of that a lot of the brawl vets help teach the smash 4 vets now yeah right Mm -hmm. so that that is a big reason why it's like you know, any Smash 4 vet it has a very special place in my heart. And it's cool to see even the new generation come up. You know what I mean? I, I have my preference, obviously, but like Akola's coming out of so nowhere good. and just like fucking people up with Steve. And that's the new generation with the new set of characters, right? And, you know, it, it's going to keep on going. And it's really fun to see the different clashes of all the different generations and their viewpoints on Smash and even Ultimate. Like, as much as I complain about Fighter Pass 2, it does bring in a bunch of different aspects of the game that we kind of have to like collide and figure out, right? You know what's super cool? Because you mentioned like passing out information. I think about my local scene like immediately when you say that. And it's funny because most of the people who got good during Smash 4 were taught by people who play Brawl. So like at the beginning of Smash 4 for my local scene, the strongest players were like, me, Seagull, Joe, Boss, and Neo, who played Melee. But it was like us four, right? Um, and we were teaching the Smash 4 people how to play Smash. And eventually, the two strongest players from my region ended up being ZD and Dexter, who you may see at every almost every single Xanadu Grand Finals. Like, they play each other all the time. They have, like, 300 sets or something like that. It was ridiculous. What, yeah, they, they play each other a lot. And that's just an ultimate, not including Smash 4. It's crazy. Um but they, they're, they're like, the way they think about the game is much more, like, partially Smash 4, but mostly Brawl-based, right? And then we start playing Ultimate, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, why does everyone in my region play Ultimate like it's Brawl? Like, what's going on? Like, it's, like, really slow. Like, everybody who comes here, they're like, dude, your region is so campy. I'm like, I know. It's ridiculous. But they take it really slow, very defensive. Like, they take their hits where they can get them. And I'm sitting there like, this can't be real. But now we have Enhanced PV as, like, our best player. He's been number one for, like, the last two seasons or something like that. And bro plays ultimate. Like, you can tell (laughs) bro plays ultimate. He's just swinging, plays cloud, just back air, cross slash forward air. Not a care in the world about, like, what may happen. He's just like, bro, I'm just a kid playing some ultimate. You'll be like, back air, spot dodge cross slash one two spot dodge up b i'm like like what is that man like none of those words are in the bible yeah (laughs) it's like it's like you can see the ultimate and that he didn't necessarily get his information from like the brawl vets or the smash four vets he learned from wi-fi he just learned from wi-fi played some ultimate wi-fi and bros just the best player in the region and i know moving forward when people learn they're going to want to learn from him so now we're going to start significant change happens in a region like Mm -hmm. 
when the when the Wi-Fi player steps in, it's like, hey, I play the game like this. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's just like there's no way this person believed that was correct. And like it it seemed to be correct because they, they're cooking everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. really cool to see like generations of Smash. Like you could just you could just see the differences in their gameplay. When I no, first I'm... got into Smash, like I was the Wi-Fi person coming in, like mm-hmm. and I had a, a couple like different experiences that were all like very different like if, if i think of someone like max max was like very welcoming like re- always willing to help out was really interested in my play style just excited about smash in general and like you know hyped me up like <laughs> all this stuff like i thought i was so fucking good at the game blah 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 like inviting me to these tournaments and stuff and max was right <laughs> well now that you know talent when i see it baby (laughs) (laughs) and then like and like that's like a a brawl vet like being really like just like super open to passing the torch you know what i mean and also just likes the game and wants to compete himself but it reminds me uh, of you know i also had the opposite experiences but were helpful in the same way where like brawl vets that are super rigid in their ways and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when i beat them or play with them they they just they don't accept it like nope <laughs> like you're not actually good blah 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 like 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 sometimes like i would have people like legit like outside of the venue telling me hey someone's gonna be better than you with x character like you know like you have to be ready for that like you're not as good as you think like people would just straight up tell 16 mm-hmm. year old me this to my face but <laughs> that's happening probably, right like, now with enhance huh? that happens in my region with yeah, enhance like people, all the time people are like super rigid and like close-minded and like but it also kind of tells you that maybe like maybe you're on the right track and like maybe you're you're hitting them where it hurts you know what i mean when it comes to competition and um maybe you have potential to take it farther than you think um but yeah it, it, it's so interesting how um you know people react to to change in smash you know what i mean yeah, for sure. I, I think um one of my like highest IQ reads long term in Smash was probably like in the first few months of Smash 4. I either tweeted it or I just like said it on Facebook or something or like I, I don't know where it was conveyed. But I said the best player at the end of this game is not going to be a brawl vet. It's going to be someone who started fresh with Smash 4 or at least, you know, in terms of going to tournaments actively where they don't have any like preconceived notions about how the game is supposed to be played. They're just yep. approaching it from an entirely new and fresh mindset. And then look who we got at the end of Smash 4. It was you and Leo, right? Two players who definitely played Brawl and were good at Brawl, like, mechanically and, you know, played online or or locals and stuff. But you guys weren't, like, national figures or anything in that game. And then by the end, you were the best. And now in Ultimate, I think players like Spargo, Akala, like, guys like that, they're rising to the top because they do also have this fresh approach to the game. Um and also just going back to like investment in players like rises to the top. Charles, you said Gavin and Void. For me, it's Gavin and Leo. Like, you know, I was at that Smash Factor where Leo first beat Mr. R and I was you like, were Yo, a big this believer. kid, yeah. you were he, he's believer. the truth. You were. And people are like, Yeah, top thirty, maybe. I'm like, all right, we'll see. Um and then yeah, like even from you know, very early Smash Four locals, it was it was very obvious that Gavin was gonna be one of the best, like fucking people up with Bowser Jr. Like, I'm sorry, that's a generational talent right there. So <laughs> Um, that character was dog shit if you if you haven't played smash 4 he was really really bad and and tweak would beat people with bowser jr 
I remember I rejoiced the day that I found out that Tweak was like going to tournaments with Cloud. I was like, holy shit, he's going to be a <laughs> character. Like, I was oh there God. at that yeah. one rescue. I oh think it was uh, the first tourney after Cloud came out. What mm-hmm. the? Yep, you won. <laughs> it's Damn, like down the street there. from my dad's house. <laughs> everybody was like, what? It's a fluke. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, he's playing a good character, which he fucked you guys up with Bowser Jr. What do you think is going to happen when he plays Cloud? And the crazy thing back then is a lot of people didn't think Cloud was good. Uh-huh. Japan mm-hmm. thought Cloud was good. A I thought that was so it. crazy. That was wild. I was like, look at these hitboxes, dude. <laughs> I literally told them and they would just straight up say, no, I'm like, I was telling them things I was finding that were true combos. And they were just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny. It really does take somebody to just, like, show you the whole thing and practice all put together, right? Because um, everyone has their ideas of what the game looks like on paper. We don't play Smash on paper. We play on a human-to-human level on monitors with controllers that can malfunction. And, you <laughs> know... Like a fly could land on you in the middle of a match and fuck up your combo or something. Like there's so many factors. Here, like because maybe we don't yeah. have enough space, right? There, there is a lot of factors. It, it so, reminds me a there lot could be of a concert did you, playing. Did you see that tweet the <laughs> other day of the people they're playing? Like I think it was winners finals, maybe it was grants. I think it was winners finals though. And there's like the, it's at like an arcade, and some dude is in the background shooting like basketball, like shooting the basketball. And he misses, and it flies Yo. out, and it just hits the dude in his face while he's playing winners finals. Like, wh- like stuff like that happens at events. It's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it happened, but I was like, "Bro, no way, bro!" Turn around, like, what? Like, if that happens to my opponent, you, you know, just kind of sneak in a forward smash. You know, like, <laughs> no remorse. Yeah. Oh snap! We I didn't take know those. That you were distracted. Sorry. <laughs> Have, have, have you guys ever noticed uh, someone scratching their nose or like taking their hand off the controller yes, and yes. you know that they can't like do certain options or you know that they're just going to shield so you go for a grab and stuff like that? Yep. Mm-hmm. The fake That's, mashing too. Yes, yeah, fake you gotta, mashing. You got to be ready for for all of the, the tricks. Um, or or the, the pump fake. Like, uh, dude, Tyrant yeah. does this so much where yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll pump tether. fake. Yeah, he'll pump fake when he like makes you think he's going for air dodge so he'll condition you right so he'll be like uh, and then like air dodge or like he'll do this when he goes for a swing and then later on in the set he'll do that like with a very wide body motion and then like not swing and then hit you and he's just like i gotta do everything i can like <laughs> bro the best one for that is uh getting off the ledge yeah where you you're on the ledge your invincibility is running out like immediately you know you go for the early pump fake but then you stay on the ledge and then yep. they whiff and then you hit him yeah yep. old school grime strats man I hope those stay alive. That's why we got to keep passing the torch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, that's that's passing of the torch. There you go. <laughs> I feel like I had the same experiences with like you were mentioning Spargo and Aquila really like like coming in with like the like ultimate brain at least for the most like as the the forefront of their gameplay. You know, if like if like Leo is like Smash Four brain or something, and my first couple losses to like those two specifically, like it's. Like, you know, that hurts the ego pretty bad. Like, it's hard to accept, like, this is the top of Ultimate right now. Like, it's not you. You know what I mean? And, like, it took me more losses than it it probably should have to, like, think of them as, like, the champion battle. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is for, for everything rather than, like, Leo or something. Um, like, obviously, Leo is still part of that, but these two need to be included now not like a year from now they are the present Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like the first couple losses to those two like 
it's definitely like attacks the ego and like attacks what you think is smash bros as well and i feel like i'm constantly battling that even when it's not like against the best players in the world like you know getting tilted at something in ultimate that is like that i think is is stupid or like not correct and like i have to reevaluate myself once in a while just to like you know focus on my my anger or my tilt and and really like because if you want to keep competing you can't be two years in the past or five years in the past you know what i mean so it's interesting that like as a as a teenager like i was the the person that was just this is just what i know i'm like just experiencing something new and like formulating from there and and now i'm the old man that disagrees with all the the new kids it's, it's hey, a man. full it's a full cycle right Welcome. yeah Cloud no, Bale, Bale yeah. player that was just fucking everyone up and everyone's just like dude Bale and cloud are so fucking yeah bullshit. yeah yeah like, hey no, man you can always become about? a commentator <laughs> yeah I, I was about to say like i fully completed the cycle but there's probably a couple things i still need to do to fully complete it yeah no Doing there's always gonna be that the next step you know yeah and now I'm, i gotta get on the mic with with one of y'all <laughs> yo facts let's make big moves let's make it happen bro yeah, yeah. or go. miami wait he's greatest he's baby he's gonna be like no i got i'm trying to win <laughs> always yeah 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 I that, remember... oh go ahead i was just gonna say that changing of the guard is always gonna be there you know like i i experienced it with you gavin even on a one-to-one level right like the first time we played like you know you were the contender i was like not necessarily the defending champion but like you know the old guard right yeah and then the second time we meet it's a totally different story, right? Um, so it, it's definitely cool to watch it happen, though. It's kind of just the life cycle of Smash, and it, it feels good at the end of the day knowing it's going to be in good hands. And then also, like, yeah, I, I want to say I felt, like, really inspired by how you kind of, like, picked up after the, like, post-quarantine slump that you entered. You know, like, you really came back strong. And you're like, yo, even though I've been here for years, like, I can still do it. I can still innovate and keep up with these new kids and shit. And that, like, in my new, like, month-and-a-half-old revitalized competitor arc, that's inspired me to be like, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Like, I'm still going to keep it pushing. Like, being the oldest guy in the venue and winning the tournament feels so fucking good. Stuff like that. So props Thank to you, you for, for you. reigniting that fire in me now two times over the course of my Smash career. It's Thank a hard you. hump to get over, right? Like, the, the whole – because, you know, I've seen so many players go through that where it's like, okay, boom, you're – at the top of the last game, you're at the top of the new game for like the first year or two. And then that hump happens, right? Like all the new players catch up and then they overthrow the old guard. And for the old guard to fight back, that hasn't happened too often. So, I mean, like shout out to you, Leo, and all the other like veterans fighting the good fight, man. It's it's really hard. We talk about this on the show all the time that like Smash is in good hands when someone like Leo is the face of it. Like just like a straight up competitor, like just calm and collected and nice guy. Like stuff like that is always nice. Cause believe it or not, Leo wasn't always the face of, of smash and like things just change. So you, you never know what's going to happen. Like, and even for myself, like I was so used to being the new person. It's like all of a sudden you wake up one day and you realize that like it's, things are completely different. You've been around for five years. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's crazy. And, and like Max said, like, Ugh. at one point like in old like in ultimate like there's been a lot of ups and downs i've played a lot of different characters and like you know dlc coming out and like sometimes like during that like that hump you eventually just have to like 
put the the like fighting gear back on or whatever and just go back out there like dust yourself off and you know either try something new or try to keep up or you're just going to get left in the dust you know what i mean like and that decision is very difficult to to actually get up and go back in there especially if you're winning for many years or if you're dealing with a slump for a, a few years or something like the i always like when i talk about picking up diddy over like the the, the covid like quarantine like it was such a big risk but i also like it was such a nice change of pace and mindset and like you know i dedicated my myself to a lot of things that i otherwise wouldn't have just because i was before i was going to a tournament every week and i was kind of just like fighting with what i got and i didn't have time to like assess myself or like pick a new character or like change things so like it kind of helped a lot like i just i it's like i had a fresh new book of game plans and characters and all that and like it was a really nice like uh way to you know focus on something that I otherwise wouldn't have. Cause I would just go to the next tournament and just, just wing it. Oh, you're playing the person you lost to last month. Like do it again. Like, and I had no idea what the next plan was. Cause like tournaments were so rapid. So it really changed a lot for me. Yeah. yeah I think like about it a lot at summit okay. three, right? What's uh, up? Like, you talked a lot about it at summit three yeah, after you yeah. won, like how it was a like, mental reason. That was like my second tournament after. So like it was just, it was like it was it was a brand new video game. I mean, it honestly was like patches and DLC. Oh, like yeah. Ultimate was literally just a different game. Everyone was playing different characters and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I think like struggle breeds innovation too, right? It's like mm. you get complacent when you're at the top and you continue to win over and over again. It's like if no one's pushing you, then you're not going to change up things that might be getting a little stale in your game plan. Meanwhile say like Spargo, for example, he's ripping all your VODs off YouTube. He's watching them on the plane. You know, he's hungry. And then it's going to take like probably more than one time losing to him to be like, oh, wait, like, hold on. This guy's catching up. And now I have to hit the drawing board again. And then, you know, that cycle just keeps continuing. So it's one of the most beautiful things about competition in general, like not even just Smash, but all forms of it. Right. And um, yeah, I just love seeing how the old guard and the new can mix and learn from each other and yeah it's just it's just so beautiful man competition is a beautiful thing all right so we're going to be recording a bonus segment with our guest max so make sure you guys check out the patreon you can check that out for our ten dollar tier i believe so just go ahead and check that out we will be going over a tweet that talks about grand final records and we'll also be talking about some regions we'll probably rank all the different regions and how strong we feel like they are so make sure to check that out all right, guys, that's going to be it for today. But we had a great time with our guest, Max. Max, do you want to do the honors of sign us off? Of course, man. Thank you guys so much for having me, first of all. I mean, it's just such a pleasure to sit down with some of my longest time homies and uh, and peers in the scene. Um, check out EMG's tournaments. We got Gommel coming up. Let's Make Moves Miami later in the year in October. And uh, yeah, play HDR if you're curious about it. Game's mad fun. I've been full-time sweating that. Um, but yeah. Thank you again, and it's been real fun. All right. Peace. Peace, guys.